It's not even the... What, no, we're not. We're three, we're three hours behind them. I thought we were hitting the right dimension. Good morning, oh, This isn't Lime shit. Um, <laughs> what the fuck you want from me? I don't know what time Vietnam's at. Our one New York listener is like, hey, oh, whoa. Yeah, great. We just lost a listener. We really can't afford many more of those. Hey, so, well, let's keep it right, huh? To the, to right, the, we got to gotta try to keep the other six on the wire. <laughs> yeah, right, come on now. Let's keep the rest of those guys. For the rest of you five listening out there, welcome. We've brought it back. Suds and motherfucking buds. And we got a full fucking house tonight, baby. As we speak off of these Modelo and Casamigos we've been ingested, it's TT Fresh in the motherfucking business. Uh, I'm I'm here. My name is Cool Whip. Um, I'm I'm excited to be on the podcast and, and continue what we we have done previously. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on. Uh, <laughs> Dookie smooches. That's motherfucking right. Over here, giving you the stankiest of kisses. <laughs> Shibbity Christmas. And it's Morgan. <laughs> more money, more money, Morgan. Also in this bitch. Oh, man. We're glad to be back at it. Uh, we're glad to be drinking again, smoking again. Hopefully. Let's shout listening. out Freddie Freddie Buckets in the building as well. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, not on the mic yet, but he is in the room. Freddie Buckets. He'll be tapping in when he's got something to say. Sir you know, Fred, Fred only has important things to say. Uh, I know later on he wants to get into... Uh, um, you know, Democratic and Republican, uh, you know, debates. Uh, so he, he's got something lined up for that. Very um, political. Yeah, very political. I know he also wants to get into the theory of relativity. But uh, oh, for right now, for right now, we're going to dive. We, I want to dive right into uh, uh, something that's been trending throughout all media, all news uh, this last week or so. I'm sure you people have seen it. This can't be the first time you've heard of it unless you've been living under a rock and jacking off to Cody's OnlyFans all your time. Um, hey, subscribe, man. Three ninety nine a month. It's really worth it. It's good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's free, solid it's, content. It's free next month. He's doing a free special next month for a week only. Yeah, he rented. I'm not, a, yeah, I'm not giving away what I got. That's, yeah, he rented an octopus, so he's got something planned. But it's um, big. <laughs> subscribe. But if you have not seen it, uh, a submersible, uh, not a submarine. A lot of people have confused it. Not a submarine. It's a submersible, which is we'll get into that later. Um, they called the Titan, uh, as people know, went missing on an expedition down to see the Titanic. Yeah, the Titan went to see the Titanic, and um, it was a Titanic fucking disaster, in case you have not seen any of the coverage on it. I think just the media coverage was a, in shambles. like As it usually is. Well, the, the Navy knew those people were dead far before we knew they were dead. And, yeah, and, was, re- and there, we're going to get into why they so why we didn't know that as break well. Down, break down the timeline for us, and then let's give our take. So, so to get right into it, first of all, first of all, a little bit of background. If, if anybody out there doesn't know like anything about what happened... Essentially, uh, the company behind this expedition to go see the Titanic is called OceanGate. OceanGate was founded in 2009 by a man named Stockton Rush and, okay, I'm, for, go easy on me here, Guillermo, 
No way. Sonline? Son yeah, you're not Paul. Sonline? I'm not like Paul with MMA. What's it, what's it say? I don't know. It's it's S O H N L E I N. It looks like Sonline. Sonline. Which one am I looking at? Oh, I have no idea. Don't get too much into it. Anyway, his name's not important because this guy this guy isn't really too important. But he's just one of the founders of the actual company Ocean Gate. What the company does, they provide uh, crude submersibles um, for multiple types of different expeditions throughout the sea. Um, so before they did the Titanic, they've done under uh, they've done other like um, you know known like cr crashed or no. sunken ship expeditions is what I'm the word I'm looking for. I, I like the way you said they did because as in past tense, as in past tense, yeah, very, very, right, right, right now, <laughs> yeah. As of, as of going forward, I don't know how many more Ocean Gate uh, expeditions will be going forward. But um, in probably the past, none. Yeah, in the <laughs> past they had done other ones, um, and they've also done. They had done uh, multiple trips to the Titanic before this one that went bad. So it wasn't like the first trip. It was. This wasn't the first trip to the Titanic. They started in 2021, um, three years or sorry, two years ago, and uh, I don't know the exact number, but it was more than one successful trips. That it was they like had a dozen. Made. It was like. Uh, a dozen, close to a dozen. Yeah. I remember the report saying and somewhere were, in a dozen. Were those all the way down to the yeah. actual yes, Titanic? Was, yes, so they, they, they have like done 3, this 3,000 meters or whatever? Check this. 30,000 meters? One of the producers for The Simpsons, a man who has been the, like, he was one of the, he's one of the original producers of The Simpsons, so keep in mind how much fucking money this man has. Um, he had gone on one of these expeditions with Ocean Gate in the past. Uh, I don't know which year it was, but he had done one, so he went and saw the Titanic in this Titan submersible that they sent. They have multiple, I think. Uh, but, I don't I mean, know if it's the same submersible, right? But I'm sure. No, the Titan was the one that did a role, actually. So, no, you're right. I don't, I don't know for sure. That, I didn't fact check that one. I don't know if the Titan was the one that made the previous ones. But, but I do know that they, in total, had about three or four submersibles that they used for all yeah. of their expeditions. So he went down and saw it. You know, through that company for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, yeah, so yeah. the company has done it before. Ocean Gate has. Um, so anyway, yeah, the most important name, like I said, of the founder of this was Stockton Rush. He on this trip, this doomed trip that just recently happened, where all of these people went down and they did uh, result in losing their lives. Um, he was one of the people on there. See, so not only was he CEO or you know of the company, he also was the pilot. Of this trip that was that went down that that the uh, that ended up going wrong, so of the five people on there, obviously Stockton Rush, like I just said, um, the other person was Hamish Harding, a British billionaire from whatever it was. Um, I got another hard name here, and I, I you know uh, all due respect. I'm sorry if I butcher this. It's uh, Paul Hen Paul Henry Nor. Nargillet. I apologize for butchering that. Paul probably Nargillet because yeah, he, he's <laughs> yeah, Nargillet. He was a, he was a French diver. Yeah, so he, he was a, he was an expert sense. in ocean. Paul Henry uh, Nike yeah, I'm sorry. Nargillet. Yeah. Um, him and then as well as uh, okay, here we go. Shazada DeWood and his son Suleiman DeWood. I'm not gonna make the Suleiman joke because it's in bad taste. <laughs> uh, we're, we're we're very lighthearted on this podcast, but I do want to put it out there that. It's not a joke. I mean, I'm. I, it's bad that these people died. We don't celebrate or want to make a mockery of people losing their lives. We want to know what happened. We want to yeah, know the, we're just the talk, fact. This is just the news. It happened, so we're talking about it. Um, our condolences, obviously, to their family members. There's a horrible, horrible to lose people. Um, but, you know, this was a crazy fucking event. It was fucking crazy, man. Um, to get into what this fucking thing was, for those that 
don't know what this Titan submersible was. A submersible is not a submarine. This thing was about the size of a minivan. It was about 23,000 pounds. It had one toilet in it. It had no seats. Everyone sat on the floor. And the toilet was arguably a toilet. And yeah, Fred, like, Fred doing air quotes back there. Like curtained off, right? Like there's no yeah, door. Yeah, it, it was a curtained off hole into the bottom of the submarine. So I can only imagine how it smelled after one too many uses. Um, there were no windows. There's just one porthole at the end of one of the ends of the thing that you can look through. It had one button on it, basically like an elevator button that was on it. Um, as when, Like we said earlier, it was controlled by a GameCube video controller. That is what, and I'm quite, I'm being literal. It, it was a GameCube and video game controller that was used for like wireless kind of like remote use. And if it was ever to fail, its backup was a propeller system that would like kind of propel them around. Now, can we can I can we pause here for yes, a second? Yes. Yes. Questions. Go ahead. My thing is that like if you if you're gonna use a console controller, like you there's proven better. Like you, you missed like five generations. Can we get a PS5 in this? Bitch? You, you drop like five generations to a get Xbox, a controller that Xbox would match. Series X. So, like, come on now. Like you using GameCube. And now to play devil's advocate, it might be the analog system, so that older systems that might work better because they're underwater. But even then, baby. Even then, baby. Use a PS2. Well, but why listen, would you use GameCube? Why would you use? Why would you use? Use the Wii nunchucks. A Bluetooth controller. There you go. At uh, over ten, you know, like ten thousand meters under the ocean, Buddy, or whatever the yeah. fuck it is, man. Use something with a wire, please, uh, because that Bluetooth ain't gonna work at fucking twenty thousand feet of pressure in every direction. Probably more pounds of pressure too. Seriously, I mean, there were. You can people. use a Roku remote before that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I'm just saying, anything with a wire, anything you could plug in, because the, the Bluetooth don't work down there. There's no way. Get this. So, I mean, anybody who's, you know, schooled in maritime, you know, knowledge knows that at that fucking deep, I'm sure common sense tells you this too, that fucking deep down in the water, there's no GPS. There's no other shit like that. At least not yet. For us. We, have, we have not advanced that far enough to find out how to get GPS that far down. So their communications to their mothership, which, by the way, is very integral to the use of this submersible. It needs the top surface ship to depart and to reattach. That's what makes it a submersible. Exactly. Uh, they communicate via text message. You heard it. They send text to each other from that deep down of the Titanic. That was what they relied on. It's just all bad, man. It's they, just all bad, bro. To close it, to, sanction, to, to seal it off before they send them down. They they were hand cranking those ratchets. They were using those hand ratchets. Well, there's to... no escape pod. They bolted the shit yeah, shut. There was yeah. one entrance, one exit. Before they left, they bolted it shut. So it's like, I mean, it's known that the CEO of this company right. really wanted to skirt yes. protocol and safety precautions well, and things like that. He 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 actually. Like publicly got upset at all the fucking restrictions they were trying to put on him. Right, multiple interviews. And he's charging, mind you, this guy is charging a quarter million dollars. It was for you to go down with him. Every one of the people that went on this, uh, except for obviously the CEO, paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this trip. So that one dad, Suleiman's dad, I can't remember his name, but I remember the the son. But uh, Shawood was the name of the father. Shawood, he paid half a million dollars to go down there with him and his son on Father's Day. Yeah, this was Father's. This was June eighteenth, Father's Day weekend. So and like, not to be morbid, but that is so sad. It's, like, and it's, it's so, incredibly and they paid sad. That much money. It's all fucked up. And they paid yeah. that much money to go down there. And according to the according to the aunt or the aunt of. <laughs> 
uh, Suleiman. I don't know if it was the father's sister or the mom's sister, but um, Suleiman, the, the the boy, he was 19 years old. He was terrified. He did not want to go on a trip. He was scared as any sensical motherfucker would be to go that say, deep down scared. or something like this. We, I, I wouldn't have done this shit. He, he was scared. He only went to appease his father for Father's Day. Um, which not to be morbid and gloomy, but it is what we what has been reported, um, and it's just a, I know it's kind of a sad fact. Um, and uh, that's this this Stockton Rush guy himself said, and it was an interview from a couple years back that he did with I think it was CNN that the ship was made of carbon fiber and titanium. I think it was. I'm sorry, it was like a it. carbonite titanium. It was, yeah, something like that. And that, according to like you know, Navy professionals or like I said, ocean maritime professionals. Not the ideal materials to make anything that goes that deep. Not ideal. That's not the ideal com- materials to be made of. You know, what I mean, your, your your vessel should not be composed of that. And basically, his whole interview was that example and other examples of like him breaking the rules in order to get this done and to still pull these trips off. So as we said earlier, it's not okay. It's like it's not a joke or anything that these people died down there, but. This is a case of extreme, extreme hubris, I think. Natural selection. Especially upon people who have so much wealth and so much stuff to just blow away and kind of just use kind of what seems like out of boredom or just like a, this sense of like, oh, I can explore and do what others haven't, which is, again, hubris and kind of arrogance in a way. Um, and not that they deserve to die, but this should be a lesson to people in... I guess a respect for Mother Nature and a respect of things that are just more powerful than we are. We're just humans. Even it don't matter how much money you got, as we can see, it doesn't change the fact that you can't go do whatever the fuck you want 12,000 feet under the ocean, you know what I mean, or anywhere. You you put yourself as a human being, you put yourself anywhere in the ocean, and I've, I've said this for a long time, you, yeah. you touch the water at all, you drop to the bottom of the food chain. Yeah, immediately. Immediately, you that's touch the good, ocean. Immediately, you drop to, to the it. bottom. You drop to the bottom of the food chain. That is a scary thing. I don't care if you're in something. I, I just like I don't want to yeah. be in that scenario. The Coast Guard said in one of their public interviews that, bro, like, in regards to going down there and like searching for people, it was like, dude, we we've sent more people to outer space than we have ever anywhere down that deep down in the ocean. We they don't have a flying fucking clue what's going on down there, and it's for good reason. Like I said, we are not advanced enough. I made a joke with Morgan talking about well, you, you need an Iron Man suit to go try to fuck around that deep down the ocean. And even then, Tony Stark probably would be like, nah, nigga, I'm cool. <laughs> I, I'm busy up here. In, yeah, I'm going in, upward. In the contract, the disclaimer, didn't it pretty much say you were mo- yes. you were likely to die? That was my next point. Yeah. You are, you are likely re- to Tell die. us about that death waiver. Yeah, this and this is what Morgan sent me to. All, most of all this information I got was from you, babe. Morgan sent all this information I'm getting the here. The producer doing her job. Yes. But um, on the on the waivers itself, the very first page mentioned death about three times. Mm. And, and they signed so it. Crazy, and they, yeah. they don't go on the boat if you don't sign the waiver. They signed this thing. And I'm so curious as it gets like as it gets like deeper. I'm curious like what stipulations were in there to see if they can sue or not. Because I mean, obviously, it's I doubt they can. I, I doubt know. the families can sue. That's and that's another sad thing. I doubt those no. families are going to be able to sue. It comes. Yeah, the, the waiver is going to cover everything. It comes. It comes down to if, if it mentioned death, you can't sue her for death. It comes down to if the safety of if the safety of the submersible 
was in question prior to it going down. Which it if was. That, if that if that is proven that it was in that's, question, the safety yeah. of it. That's a good point. That, yeah. that waiver is void. Because no, you that's also, such a good point. It's interesting. in the water a, that was unsafe. It's a kind of going to their safety measures. What like I they knowingly put people in danger. The, 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 exactly. the thing then, that's then the different. Null and void. Yeah. The thing that's different is we are a bunch of regular people. True. When it comes to suing, we True. don't have we much don't. capital to do so. Right. These rich people... I mean, they might be well, able I'm to curious. sue for a lot of money. For they got Suleiman's, the best or lawyers. Or for Suleiman's mom, right? Is that what you're talking about? Well, any of them. If they wanted True. to sue the, the families of these people, they have the capital to actually bring lawsuits to court. If right. some, if one regular person like us who doesn't Saved have a lot of money, down there. Yeah. we would be fucked and our family would be fucked. But another, yeah. another thing I want to about you talking about the safety of it and everything. So they're like safety precautions. One of the main ones that I looked up into... The Titan, they're submersible, as well as all the other ones they had in like use. Um, they're held underwater by ballast. Um, ballast, essentially, like stuff you use underwater to kind of like use to weigh stuff down. So like sandbags, i.e. Just yeah, example. Yeah, example. That's a like good example. Like a crude example would be right. a sandbag. So every they're used by ballast, right? Now these are designed uh, to, at the worst case scenario, they automatically release after 24 hours. So if they've been like stuck down there after 24 hours. They release, and it should bring the ship to the surface. They can also be activated, get this, and this is what they're told, they're activated by rocking the submarine. So everyone inside would have to rock the submarine, and it would activate the ballast um, to start. So th these, th this was one of the safety precautions, is relying on this. Now, if we're in a lake or, like, the regular small parts of the ocean, a ballast, I can rely on that. What? If we're 12,000 feet deep in the motherfucking ocean, at the Titanic hey, level <laughs> on the sea floor, I don't want to rely on a ballast to float me that far back up. I just, I don't. You know, I'm I'm not smart, but is there even enough oxygen supply for 24 hours in so, that? So, That's what's so never been the, tested so either. No, 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 no. So when, the, when those submersibles are sealed, they have 96 hours of air. Mm -hmm. And that's in theory. In now, theory. Now, the thing rough, is, is that rough. have we ever tested, like, hey, let's let's test the I amount of oxygen? It no, it's rough. Pool. It's it's a rough. It's a rough 96 hours. That's It's give or take. Well, I mean, let's let's get into it a little more because I honestly, Keep at the going. end of the day, the oxygen wasn't the issue. No, no, right, right. Well, we can get into the timeline here. Officially, Keep so going. here, the official timeline. So it's Sunday, June 18th. Um, this, the Titan submersible, it departs with the, all the five members we mentioned on board. Now, an hour and 45 minutes after their departure, as they're descending down, communications are lost. They, that, that was the last, after that, uh, so uh, they, I, I, don't, I, didn't have, I didn't write down what time they left. But they usually communicate, I think it was like via 20-minute intervals, I think. They send the text message, like I said, those communications. Um, after hour 45, they got no more text messages. That was it. So after the, their resurfacing time, because obviously they had a scheduled resurface time, they missed that. The Coast Guard was notified. They began their extensive search, uh, mainly, which as they usually do, is they're like sonar buoys. Um, they're deep-sea sonar buoys. So they throw those in the water, and they try to sonar detect any sounds they're going to get what they can from however far they're sent, meant to go down for um, and officially, since they were so deep at the Titanic, um, that first day, um, uh, that first day and Monday, as they're searching, they also asked for help from commercial vessels. So any other vessels that are in the water at that time, they're asking for help from everybody because 
you know, this already was a pretty bleak situation just because the fact that they're that fucking deep underwater. Um, France on Monday also helped pretty quick. France uh, responded quick. They sent, I forget what they, it was something with an A. It's a French word. They sent some type of submarine they have. It's, it's also a deep sea, like, searching vehicle type thing. So we were getting help. They were off rip. They were asking for help from everybody. So Tuesday comes around. Uh, that's now, uh, that's when uh, blew up on the internet. We got reports of the banging sounds. People were talking about they, um, the, Na- the Coast Guard and the Navy said that they have those reported sounds of banging. And they, these banging sounds came at 30-minute intervals. Now, this is what I found was interesting, and I'll bring this up again in a little bit. 30-minute intervals, they were hearing banging, which they at the time presumed and made, made it the public presume by how they presented it to the media that, oh, shit, these people might still be alive down here. This banging could be them stuck down there in the submarine, banging on the walls, trying to get people's attention. That's how it was portrayed. Wednesday comes around, right? So it's been a couple of days since this, people have gone missing. And this was search officially was a joint operation. Now, uh, we had the U.S. Navy, our Coast Guard, the Canadian Coast Guard, France, as I said. The French had sent some people to help, one of their ships to help. Um, and OceanGate itself, too. The OceanGate company um, was using its resources to help look for them. Um, on Thursday, I don't know if people remember this. It's been a couple days since this now, almost pretty much a week. Um, that's when we got the countdown of the air supply. When they made it public that, oh, they had 96 hours, and now we're officially hours running out. And they put a fucking countdown clock on the news for these people, for these people's families, like this shit was New Year's Eve, nigga. <laughs> and, I'm, like, and I say it like it's funny, but like, that, like think about it, that's kind of fucked up. That's terrible. Especially because you already said, Paul, uh, we're going to get into it, that the Navy knew that these, this submarine had imploded days ago. Pretty much this is all. this is Thursday that happened, and these motherfuckers went missing Sunday, and it was hour it was within hours that that submarine imploded. So for days, these people were these people were dead. These people were not alive during the whole social media wave, all the news wave, everyone talking about it. The families finally getting interviewed, talking about it. These people were dead the entire time, which is very unfortunate, but it's the truth. Pretty much all I have to say on the matter is one condolences for the families. I don't like to hear that somebody's father, somebody's uncle, somebody's brother has passed away. Even and if they're billionaires who, yeah, whatever. It's still, yeah, it's still, it's still, it's still fucked up. Yeah, money solves some things, but I've been through grief, and I don't think money could ever solve my grief. Right. So, like, I don't, I don't want to say that because they're billionaires or whatever the fuck, millionaires, it's easier for them. I just want to say, as someone who has been in the ocean sailing, yeah, I, I sailed the Caribbean with my aunt and uncle. I was very fortunate to mm. take that vacation in the Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. And there were moments where I was in the middle of the ocean and I couldn't see any fucking land. Mm. And me, just some regular-ass mountain kid, yeah. was like, okay, if I die here, I deserve it. I should not be here. I There's times where like I'm just element. swimming in the like at the beach and I'm like, oh shit, I'm the, really small out here. Like ocean. I'm real little. We are nothing. We are nothing ocean compared to that. It's a terrifying place. Seriously. And if you fucking play with it, man, like it don't matter how much money you have. Right. I mean, the, the Navy can create submarines that yeah. have nuclear reactors that are okay. Mm-hmm. 
But if you're just some regular ass person thinking you could play with the ocean, man, like I, I feel bad for the families that lost loved ones. Yeah. But hubris that again is the risk of you what you were dealing with. right yeah. every action risk. has a consequence whether it's, it's a positive or a negative exactly and it's just yeah. the risk man dealing with yeah. shit like that yeah. man i was above the ocean when i was in my situation yeah. where i was scared to death i'm not meant to be on the a fucking ocean i'm not right. really able to see land no, not at all and talk about being fucking tens of thousands of meters below the ocean dog i mean and like I said, you go outside, know, go outside and look up in the night sky or the daytime. We know a vast amount of information more about space and other planets, not even on this fucking landscape and terrarium we're at. We know more about that shit than our own fucking ocean. And let me tell you, what the Navy knows, and I don't know, care this on this might put me on the watch list. We know those motherfuckers know a little bit more than we do about what's down there. And there's a reason why they still don't go fucking with what's down there. Think about that. They have more technology than we know about. We know that. So they probably could go pretty deep down there, like, and not just, just from the pressure and just the regular elements. They could probably survive it. But who knows what else is down there? We have, there's no, we have no fucking clue. You know how many species are confirmed to be that? Like, because they know that there's types of, we've seen types of things that are like, oh, that's weird. And it's because it comes from so deep. It goes deeper than that. What the fuck is down there? We don't, Cthulhu could be down there fucking chilling for all we know. Man, we couldn't even win a war against the, the orca whales. No. The fuck orcas. If you, <laughs> you just put what, all the orcas together, we'd be no. fucked. Have you know? seen what those whales have been doing recently? Sorry to go off on a tangent, but those recently these big-ass whales in the ocean have been like tipping ships, like yeah. banding together and flipping fucking big-ass ships. Like, fuck there, you, have fuck you seen this. The video? Like, have you seen the Good, you're in the, the you're in their territory. Fuck them, right? Fuck them. I'm I am whales, one hundred percent. Hey, I am too. Fuck all of you they guys. They said, they said, look at this toy boat. Hey, what a war between us and whales. I pick whales nine times out of ten. Fuck that. Yeah, no, it's but have you, the video of the the three orca whales working together. There's a seal on the block of ice, and the three orca whales come together <laughs> and create a wave so big that it knocks the seal off into the water. Oh so they get my it in. god! Orca, orca whales are a smooth working system, man. They could, yeah, a war. They've been them. in the ocean forever. How long has the water been there for? Fucking ever. There's always been water. Land is separated. Land has moved, but there's always fucking <laughs> been water. <laughs> Is she not wrong? Is she wrong? Yeah. Tell me where she was wrong. No. I mean, life started in the water. Or if you go back even to evolution, what if you, you know, if you want to go with evolution, we started our, everything started in the water, man. Even even for those people that don't believe in evolution, um, like she just said, look how this earth has always been. What, what are we mostly fucking made of? Water. 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 Yeah, even, even though even though we started off as Pangea or whatever, if whatever your belief system is or whatever you think you, science every, is. Everything you read or look back, everything. There's always been water. water. I will say it's proven fact. Whenever there's a full moon, motherfuckers go crazy. Wait, whoa. Uh, Wait no, well, no, no. Moon pulls the water. Where the fuck did we just go the with? moon pulls no. the water. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's proven <laughs> fact. Because how much percentage are we of water? The moon. What's our percentage of water? Seventy. Isn't it like seventy percent? Seventy-five percent? I think. Yeah. I think seventy is like a good even, number. I think it's a low. Fuckers go crazy. Listen, hey, the moon. The moon literally pulls water. The moon's gravity pulls water. I think Fred is crazy. He's not crazy. Wait, what? Cody, you are aware that the moon affects the tides of the ocean, correct? And you are more than half water. That is science. Yes. 
Now, <laughs> when so the, is the moon water bending me to do what I want or to do what it wants me to? Is that what you're trying to do? It tell basically me? just says it makes I, you go I, nutty. I know, I know this is scary, but I want you to listen to me here. The moon is making you do all the evil things you've ever done. As a, I, I will say, I'm a self proclaimed stupid person. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, let me just tell you. As am I. That is bonkers. <laughs> yeah. That you. is bonkers. The, the moon has an effect on the tides of the oceans, <laughs> a.k.a. the largest bodies of water <laughs> on this planet. <laughs> if you. you think that it has an effect on every single person who is 70% water. Where do you think the lore of werewolves comes from? Where do you think the lore of werewolves comes from? It's because when it's <laughs> the lore of werewolves is no way tied to reality. <laughs> circle man it's all a circle it comes together man okay keep going on about this ocean gate because i know we have a a, i know i I have more to say oh well no i mean honestly no we pretty much we pretty much covered almost everything so does everybody assume that then it imploded oh can i can i I, because i think there's something happened like i can i posit a theory real quick yeah i have two different theories i you know as you've said so graciously tyler we don't want to make fun of people who have lost their family members it's a terrible thing whenever people die. It's life. Everybody dies. Yeah. But fuck, man, I hate hearing that somebody lost their father or their brother or their uncle or any of that. It just it hurts me, man. I don't I don't want to make light of that situation and make jokes of it. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you're talking about very rich people. These are all rich people. Very uh, yeah. very rich, powerful people. I'm. I mean, I just, I'd be remiss if I did not throw out the possibility that maybe they faked their deaths. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's fucked up. It's fucked up. But, man, maybe they faked their deaths. Maybe they all got different wives that they're trying to stay with. Maybe they Ooh. all got, I mean, it's it's a joke, mostly. But the reality—it's a theory. But the reality of it is, those are the type of people that could fake their fucking deaths. And you know what is left of an implosion of a submarine or a submersible? Nothing but the steel, baby. Right, literally nothing but the boat, baby. Everything else is just shark chum. Your fish food, your fish food. Everything else is just shark chum. They ain't. By the way, that's yeah. You think they're gonna DNA test the fucking Arctic waters? No, there's nothing nothing to test. There's nothing to test. I mean, if those worried about the science behind it, if you wanted to fake your death and you had a lot of money, no, yeah, listen. Oh, I mean, goddamn, it's a perfect opportunity. The science behind implosion. These people didn't even have. Their brain does not, and keep, you, people know how fast the brain and your nerve works. There's no time with an implosion to even register pain. This death was quite literally instant. So to make you feel so, better, these people did not feel any pain. So, and like also Paul said, that with, with something like that, when you get disintegrated like that, there's nothing to well, I want to touch. I want to touch on this really quick, though, because I don't know 100% sure that, that, and I don't want to say that this could be a possibility that they had suffered, but I'm curious... If the submarine was going down and they've done this before, why would it implode? The reason for an implosion would be because a part of the ship was weakened, right? You lost the pressure. You lose pressure. Right. But an implosion would mean that somewhere along it, think of like a bullet ricochet almost. There's a crack, there's a dent, there's a bump, there's something, right? How do you get that? Well, it could be regular rare wear and tear because so what they I was have thinking, used that submersible before. One of the text messages they received in communications had said that they were going down too fast. They were like, we're going, we're, we're sinking, we're going down too quick, like. You know what I mean? With all the pressure, they knew it. 
So with that, they started to release some of the sandbags. That's what I had read, that they were releasing the sandbags, but something wasn't working. So one of my thoughts was that on one hand, I do think that it possibly on the way down, right at that, it takes two hours from the surface to the Titanic and what they were going in. Hour and 45, they lost communication. So either they imploded instantly like that, as in they were going down too fast and then blew up, or they were going down too fast and hit the fucking bottom and that dented them that would dented the submersible Good and then with that caused the implosion because i mean that's what blew my mind is how does something happen like so fucking freaky like that how does something boom it's gone when it's gone on a dozen freaking trips before that like yeah. what causes it to implode like that so that's one of my other thoughts is that it either imploded instantly or that they knew what was happening and that it hit the bottom boom bonk now we imploded like you know what i mean we're sinking too fast we're going down boom and then i think that with i mean there's been countless of reports about the construction of this thing and yeah. right. it's and not that it... up to safety codes though they've used it multiple times before mm-hmm. correct i mean the wear and tear and that's what i want to know too is so i mean they had three of them so how many what did the titan go on like how spread out were these trips ultimately they will never know because they didn't properly vet these things or, or Not properly monitor the, the safety precautions. And if they're ready to like overlook all of that, imagine overlooking what they're documenting. Like, I mean, some guy had come out saying that on one of his trips that he had got stuck down there, that it took them a while to get them back up. They were stuck for two hours mm. over the limit down there. With the money they have, they can hide anything. No, honestly. And that's what's so scary because it's like, these people, and that's why I almost feel bad for like the people who paid to go down there because the guy of Ocean Gate obviously knows what he's risking fully to go down there because he's built everything and he has all the machines. But these poor families who are like wanting to adventure and go see these, you know, beautiful, remarkable, even scary like landmarks, they're not fully aware, even signing these death waivers, of how many corners have been cut or what costs have been saved in order to do this expedition. That's why I posit the theory of like, I mean, there's a certain amount of ignorance that you accrue with being so wealthy. Yeah, right? But, I mean, they can't be that stupid, man. Well, I mean, those motherfuckers would just set themselves down there because they got a Dominican wife and Dominican family that they're like, yo, I'm gonna go fucking chill with them for a little (laughs) bit. I can't fucking (laughs) deal with this fucking bitch from wisconsin or whatever the fuck. i'm dead i mean but i'm just saying like it, they have so much money that you would never know if it was a fake death and i'm right not, and i will 100 accept the fact that it was real and that they died and I, I feel so sorry for their families i feel so far so sorry for everyone who was hurt by their death right but i'm it's just such as it's a situation where like normal people like us would never be in that so it's so hard for us to grasp the possibilities that would come from such Mm -hmm. a fucking expedition or whatever so i don't know i just naturally am like let's just throw out all ideas maybe maybe they went down there and they fucking died they imploded at thirteen thousand feet because the ship was weary Mm. and they fucking went down too many times and built off fucking or hit the hit bounced off the freaking bottom carbon carbon fiber Going down to that much amount of pressure that deep in the ocean. Well, and I had read that, like, it's like three elephants standing on top of you being that deep in the ocean. It's like that weight of having three Mm -hmm. elephants standing on top of that little submarine. It's not just on top. When you go down to a certain depth in the ocean, 
you're feeling pressure from all, all sides, angles. right? And, and unless you hit the bottom, it's you're feeling pressure from all angles, and it's like. Who the fuck knows what happened? Well, and you can see when you throw like a rock into a lake or something, when it hits the bottom, it still causes like a like a little like explosion almost. Can you imagine that little minivan freaking hitting the bottom? There's not anything left of the little minivan. No, I mean, there's there's a that's a thing, man. The fucking ocean. You don't fuck with the ocean, bro. There's a million I, ways to die in the ocean. Is everyone bro. is everyone ready for my theory on what this was? Oh, Lay it on it, me, baby. It, please, please. I don't know if you remember the name uh, Guillermo Sonline, the name that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, the um, the other guy who the other co-founder, the, the co-founder, co-founder of Ocean Gate. Right. Oh, this is getting juicy. So, in 2011, uh, Guillermo Sonline himself founded the Sea Space Initiative. Now, mm. a little bit of his background: uh, Guillermo um, was a Marine before mm. he became did this before he got into. You know, small time, you know, business expenditures and all that stuff. He was a Marine, um, you know, really stand up guy, was in a lot of programs that are very um, well, uh, what's the word? Prestigious. Well to do. Yeah, yeah, they're very, 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 very good looking stuff. He began the Sea Space Initiative in 2011. It's a global project to provide collaboration in ocean and space industries. Ocean and space, both things, like I said, that are. The newest things for us to explore. We know more about space than the ocean, but new things that we're exploring where our futures may lie. The first program of this initiative called the Sea Space Summit was launched in May 2012. Now, this was a global series of invitation-only workshops. Who knows what exactly they were getting into? A lot of stuff. A lot of smart, high-type stuff, you know, really, really in there. Um, Now, in 2013... For those that do not know, Sonline left OceanGate, and he retained only a minority stake. Now, but the word people know what the word minority means. It means small. It means lesser, lesser than. I'm dead. So after he, <laughs> this would lead me to think that maybe with these initiatives, his idea of where he wanted to go with the company, what he wanted to dedicate his time to, might not have lined up with Mr. Stockton Rush which would lead to why he left the company and had to leave with only a minority stake. So where do you think his priorities lie? I don't know. Probably something more scientific, more academic. And less like money grabbing, less like tourist. Less touristy and more scientific expedition is what I'm getting. Correct. Okay. Now, my guess, maybe maybe Mr. Guillermo made sure this... uh, this expedition was going to be Mr. Stockton Rush's last expedition. That's interesting because they, you know, suspected the the I sandbag failure as far as it not coming off correctly. Because I don't know about you guys, but if I left a company that I helped build and I left with a minority stake of it, I might feel some type of way about something like that. Allegedly. You might, you know. Allegedly. This is all alleged. Oh, I have allegedly. no wait, solid Wait, wait, wait. Did, did, did he die? I have no solid fact. No, oh, Guillermo, he didn't Guillermo, die. Guillermo, then he might have. Guillermo is not a part of the company anymore, Paul. But he's alive. Yes, he's alive. Oh well, then he might have allegedly felt that way. I don't know how this so, man. Well, felt. but just to cover our bases, he might have allegedly. Whenever, wait, whenever you're finished up, I'll bring it back to reality. No, I'm finished. That okay. was that was my point. It's just that, you know, he started a separate initiative, one year, one to two years before he ended up leaving the company. He had started his own thing. 
Ended up leaving the company. And Only got like, a minority stake of it. And that was, wait, he started his own company as in like the space and ocean? No, one? no, no. He started an initiative, right? So, the, uh, and now an, an initiative, this this thing he started, this program, uh, that was probably through his own money, I would assume. Because that's usually how it is with these rich motherfuckers. They, they, like, it takes money to So initiative to as in like he started his own like expedition. Like he started his own little project yeah, to and do stu- like a sea and space thing. Is that what I'm hearing? So it was, it was, it was essentially, so by global project, that means he could have been involved with who knows. Probably, it was probably mostly private. That's why I don't have any names with this stuff. Ooh. Big money moves privately for those that don't understand how capitalism and America works. And this bleeds into all countries as well. Even countries that might not rely heavily on capitalism, it's going to bleed everywhere because money just rules everything. Um, so, yeah, by, by global project, he could have been with many private collaborators um, and it was with ocean and space industries that basically had held workshops on likely expanding adventures or expanding the knowledge or information obta- up, up the obtaining of further information with space and with sea. That's it, what it sounds like. Is it possible that he saw what the guy, you know, who ultimately was the CEO of that space expedition that imploded mm-hmm. he saw what he was doing and was like yikes you know maybe, maybe he was like hey maybe i'm gonna do it right maybe, yeah, maybe exactly I'm maybe he was like right from this bullshit right you know exactly and it's, all, it's all a legend but like and that's what i mean stockton rush might have wanted to keep doing things how they're doing with the controllers and hand wrenching these things because crazy. it saves them money and they can make money he didn't want to actually take the time and the investment into truly exploring the depths of the ocean and the depths of space to really obtain the, our true knowledge of it, like how Guillermo, who again was a marine, he was an academic, he was um, uh, in circles of people who uh, like th- these these top notch people of society, not money wise, but intelligence wise, of like the motherfucking the Da Vinci's type motherfucking people, you know, people that want to mm-hmm. like expand our knowledge and further human society. That's what he was going more towards. Notice he left the com- he left the company in 2012, and what have they been doing ever since? They're still sending expeditions down with controllers and fucking right. all this shit because it makes them money. And nothing's been upgraded like that. And nothing's like, been upgraded. They haven't actually tried to further and go deeper. Right. You know what I mean? They've and been so, going to these tourist spots, as in like the and, Titanic, or as in like and that's what I'm there's saying. this like trench that they had sent through too. And like it's exactly. so interesting that Stockton Rush is the guy in the interviews talking about like, oh ha ha, I've broken a lot of laws to get here. And think about uh, it. Uh, and think about, it doesn't matter how much money you put into it, Fred. If me and you started something together, but fundamentally we want different things out of it, we're gonna have to split up. And I think that's what happened. I think Guillermo ultimately wanted to more. Like, kind of the Indiana Jones of it. Like, we can explore, but I want it to be for a reason. Not just to make money off people, but I want to explore to actually see what we Understand. can learn to further want, ourselves. Not I want just, that crystal skull. Exactly. I, don't, I, I, I want to... I want to not to sell it, but to understand. You know, to understand. I want the it. Ark of the Covenant. Don't let the Nazis get that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, Stockton right, Rush right. was just in this to, hey, we're giving these people... This is a tourist attraction. Yeah. I think that's And that's where was. that's probably and that's where a lot of things obviously go wrong just in life in general is when like people get money hungry and they're like, "Oh, and I'm not saying that he did because he lost his life in this as well and that's yeah. so sad." Also And this also is my drunken theory, conspiracy theory. Same. Hey, this guy Guillermo might be really fucking upset that his buddy Stockton is dead right now. 
And if that's the case, I apologize for being asked <laughs> you of murdering your friend. But I'm also gonna be like, hey, he might have killed his friend. You know, I don't but, know. The guy. I don't know anybody personally. He might be sad. He might. But have I haven't heard it. that take yet know. either. Quick, quick conspiracy. Yeah. He might have found a little loophole in his minority stake that if something happened, his stake goes. He gets, up. Yada, yada. He gets back his full stake. He gets back his. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know that's these motherfucking rich ass niggas. That's another nah, good point. All of them got money. And that's the thing. It's like us as normal people who work normal jobs. Mm. I'm we, scared to get we, on a cruise ship. It, well, well, of course. I mean, I don't like. <laughs> I don't like being in open ocean. I've already stated it. It's fucking scary as fuck. The ocean don't have no mercy for Cody you. He said it best. You drop to the bottom of the food chain. The ocean ain't got no motherfucking mercy for you. But. All this shit, I mean, we're just fucking speculating on some shit that everybody is already speculating on. We The news cycle has fed us this, you know, fucking story of a self-made millionaire building a fucking submarine and it implodes and all this shit. We're just speculating on it. All this shit is just alleged. All this shit is just like our ideas on what could have happened. Man, real shit. I'm sorry, and I feel bad for the people who lost a family member, but god damn, man, when you hear about how many safety regulations they skirted and how many fucking things they skirted just to do this crazy operation. And they were well aware that their lives were in jeopardy. It's, it's hard not to speculate on the whole thing, so it's, you know. They knew their lives were in jeopardy, man. It is uh, is what it is. I'm sorry they died. I'm sorry the whole thing happened. I wish nobody lost their life trying to do that shit. Tragedy. No matter what, no matter how you shake it, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. But, you know, you got to fucking pay attention to the rules, man. No, facts. The rules are there for a reason. Damn. I mean, you got to fucking pay attention to the rules. The more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. (laughs) <laughs> simple as that. It's as simple as that. Fred got it down to a science. Oh man. Well, as we do again, give our condolences, and it's it's a it's a R.I.P. to all the people lost, man. It's a sad and unfortunate. It's a tragedy. This was in the news. This is big, man. This is big. We need mm-hmm. to take this and use it as something to learn from or else it's what's it all for it, it, oh, it's a waste don't, don't make it all for nothing only society can make it all for nothing let's take it let's learn from it bro don't don't fuck with the ocean but that's man. what's annoying Ugh, sorry yeah don't fuck with the unless, ocean unless you put in to the be honest with you and the effort to truly go explore that's it. what's annoying though because why did the titanic sink because they overruled safety protocol they didn't have enough people watching the ocean in order to hit the iceberg look at the irony and of look it. at and look at what happened they said it's the strongest ship ever it's an sinkable ship yada 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 and it hit the freaking bottom of the ocean on its va- maiden fucking voyage exactly and look what happened to the titan that they were like oh lol i broke so many laws to get here i overpassed all of these safety protocols to get here Again. and i'm at the bottom of the ocean now too like it's, it's so this is the this is the hubris of man and that you just pointed it out right there. It, it, the irony of it is, is it, that's the irony of it. These people who have a little bit too much wealth and power, maybe sometimes they feel a little invincible. These unsinkable men it's, and these unsinkable ships will sink. I say it's important to realize you are not unsinkable against the true depths of, of Mother Nature. It's a bit too 
too poetic when you say it that way because it makes you think like sadly poetic. It's sadly poetic. It's like I mean, you want to fuck with the ocean, man. Life is poetic, isn't it beautiful? You fuck with the it's ocean. so tragically beautiful, but the ocean gonna fuck you, man. Yikes. You want to fuck with the ocean? You can't fuck with it. Hey. The ocean will get you nine times out of ten, man. You and can't. For those fuck people, with that. for those people out there that are just making jokes about this. And not really talking about it, and you just want to make everything a big old ha ha. Never take nothing serious, man. I just can't believe it, man. You know, it's crazy. Some people can sink so low. Tyler, <laughs> I hate you. In theaters now, as we move on, is DC and Warner Brothers The Flash. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Well, kind of technically been a flop. Not gonna lie, and it's because of people like Cody. Who just don't really give a fuck about DC anymore, even even though it's something cool like The Flash. I mean, and like, I wasn't like super excited for the movie. I don't want to seem like I'm hyping it up or anything. It was a decent movie. It was a very fun movie. Um, I if I had to rate it, honestly, probably would give it maybe like uh, like a solid six point nine out of ten, almost a seven out of ten. And that's just because the CGI in it is so bad. <laughs> It has such terrible, terrible CGI in it, but it's still very fun, still action-packed. The comedy in it was hilarious. It honestly made me crack up laughing a lot, so the comedy was really good, but I don't know. Um, You can tell this was kind of like, this was the end-all to everything Warner Brothers had with DC leading up to the James Gunn stuff. Like, this is kind of what ends it off. I'm interested to see what they do with Aquaman at the end of the year, because they still have the Aquaman stuff, which ties into the old DC um, but this kind of like really does a good job of kind of like just ending all that shit so we can go into James Gunn's new DCU that he's going to do. Um, but you know, like I said, it's kind of flopping. Most people don't really, it seems like they just don't give a fuck anymore about what DC is doing because it's been so all over the place. Marvel did it to us. Do you think that part of the flopping is, I mean, and I don't necessarily buy into the whole cancel culture bullshit oh no it's ezra miller for sure oh he's a piece of shit bro he, yeah he's not a he, good person he uh, he is a piece of shit and he is a i will say my opinion of him of him he's a piece of shit he has allegedly done some very disgusting things yeah grooming so, a, a, so, a teenage I mean, girl that, that don't change paul that don't change my opinion of the art that he puts out and the movie he put out well, that's why it's I'm aggravating. Not, I'm not, not going to not watch it because of that, but I'm just an avid super mirror, superhero uh, movie. My thing is, I think, no, I'm a- shit, I think that shit is all whack, man. It's all cash grabs. The, the superhero movies, whether it be DC or Marvel, is just capitalizing on old properties that have already existed. They're trying to... And, and the thing is, they, they put movies out in the US in a completely different way than they put out in China. They they put movies out to make money, not to build beautiful artistic pieces. That's my opinion of it. Right. They're not making whether, it for art or, yeah. or for literature or and, for and the and sake of having like remembering our generation. They're that, doing that's it the to same make thing. money right whether now. That's the not, same thing. That, that's the same. That's the same point that Scorsese and Tarantino and all these film, uh, these art aficionados of film and cinema. That's the point they all make is that there's no substance to them, which is correct for these for the MCU now. I will argue what the MCU originally started as, none of that is true. But why do the they origi- put out movies in America that have 
different cuts than they put out in China. For instance, like the movie poster they put out for Black Panther in China doesn't have, you know, the, the main character's face on the movie poster. It has him in his mask. You've, you've never seen one they... movie poster that goes to China that promotes a black person on it. China's no, incredibly it's, racist. It's, yeah, no, and that's the thing. That's yeah. why it's like they, and they don't, some of these Marvel movies, they have, you know, gay characters, things like that. Not in China. They they change the substance of the art of the movie, of the project they're putting out, based on where they're putting it out. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's with, and, that's and with that, everything, and too. That, and that just aggravates me, because it's like, it's just for the cash at that point. It's just for... Yeah. You know, I want to sell this movie here. I want to sell this movie there. No, yeah, they, yeah, let's, they're only let's sell it in America. Well, that's having, what it's become. That's you know. what the MCU's become because it got so much money, and that's what happens to anything that becomes too profitable. It becomes corrupted. That's yeah. just humanity. Well, I can see what with you're with every aspect of it. So that, that's that's why that is with the case, and I don't I don't argue with you on that. That's not um, the whole reason I don't support well, it. Me, I just I just don't like those to, movies to me, all the way. To me, you know, what's I don't aggra- like superhero movies so much. So. Well, 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 and I don't blame you. It's because they've been tainted. They they've been tainted for sure because of greed. But what they originally started out off as, especially from the early MCU from the late 2010s. Um, the, like uh, the original Iron Man's, Captain America's, what those were, and every superhero movie before that, th- there wasn't it wasn't greed behind those. It no. was it was nostalgia it, for sure. And those it are was the ones giving, that I liked. And it, but and, and it was but it was telling these stories though to give us as Americans. It, the, the, these are American properties. These are our stuff. It, it was it was giving us like that that feeling again of what superheroes are supposed to be about. How they're supposed to like the goodness and what they're supposed to give you. And it's definitely been lost for sure. Um, what aggravated me is that Ezra Miller, as an actor, had the talent, has the talent to give such a great Barry Allen, that, that great, comedic, funny, smart guy that makes you feel relatable, Bro. makes you feel like any, any goofy kid as can an be a actor, hero. As an actor? Phenomenal. Man. Yes, he's and it's good, and that's he what's aggravating is that he can do that good, but he's really such a bad I person. I don't buy into like, man... You think I don't listen to R. Kelly still? Yeah. He's a he's a piece of shit. I still listen to his music. If your art is yeah. fantastic, it is timeless. Ezra Miller might be a fantastic actor. The reason I don't watch the movies isn't because he's a piece of shit and potential child groomer, allegedly. Mm-hmm. It's because it's just lost all of its luster in being commercialized, you know? And and also when they when these writers tell this stories now they're not giving these superhero stories as just a fun action superhero story they're trying to like i don't want to say like be woke about it because everyone always says that and why they don't like it but like when i say being they're they're being a little too personal i think they're trying to put out a message to society instead of just telling a story like they're taking personally what they feel is wrong what they want they're trying to like oh now there's this message Instead of just giving us like, oh, these cla- that, that's what go watch the Justice League cartoons. Go it's watch, on Netflix. Go it's watch, on Netflix. Go watch the Spider Man cartoon from back in the day, the X Men cartoon from back in the when 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 superheroes are done in animation, oh my God, leagues above anything you can really watch. And that's Though, why that's that's where good storytelling is brought. That's where good moral lessons are brought. Like 
that's when it's at its best. Well, and it's it's much before our time, man. The time yeah. we're in right now is not. I mean, it's a very commercialized system. We're Isn't in it insane it, to think about how technology, like technologically advanced, we are, but literally how much we still don't like understand, or like how much the new generations of kids who are coming in who didn't get to see the cartoons that we fell in love with or the superhero shows that we fell in love with are looking at these shows. Like, this is what they're first seeing. Well, and I just think that from a creation-based standpoint, the people that are who, the people who are putting out these cartoons or movies or whatever it may be, it's so incentive-based that they'll put a different thing out in the U.S. than they will in China or in anywhere else, it's just about the profit. It's not so much about the Mm -hmm. story as it is about, man, we got another fucking hero movie coming out. Let's sell it everywhere. Yeah. You know, and and it's a, you know, it it doesn't mean the stories are all bad. James Gunn just, just released a quote in the interview he did saying how other superhero movies he's seen, and I back him on his quote, most superhero movies he watches now you don't care about the characters. There's no real substance to anything. It, like you said, it's all just cash grab. And I support him in saying that because his superhero movies, the Guardians movies, the Suicide Squad movie he did, Peacemaker show he did, you care about these characters. That's somebody There's I... actual depth and brevity to their lives, to what's behind them. There's like there's there's substance there. James, James Gunn. Gunn gives substance to things. So Bro, to toot to, to Cody's some... horn, to to grab Cody's cock and jerk it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for the future of DC under James Gunn because of his storytelling ability. Um, and I agree with him in saying a lot of these other Marvel projects, DC projects, pretty much superhero and general stuff, other than the stuff that everyone usually loves, um, like like original IP superhero stuff. But like the Marvel DC stuff, a lot of it is. Kind of, it's just, it's it's empty. You know what I mean? It feels it feels just empty. I don't mean to, you know, bite Tim Robinson. I think that's his name. But it's a cash grab. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. It's a cash grab. Mm-hmm. But no, James Gunn, I respect that man immensely. I've seen multiple of his movies outside of the Marvel era. Yeah, all his movies and are good. I, I respect him as a storyteller, as an artist. As a so, move, as a filmmaker, as he's a, a filmmaker, great filmmaker. I, I, what he's gonna do with DC, I'm eager to see. I'm, I am truly eager to see. I, I'm gonna. I'm, ultimately, I'm, I love storytelling, and I don't like when storytelling is produced on a commercial basis. Yeah, right? you need to tell a story that transcends, you know, different cultural beliefs, different, mm. you know societal beliefs you need to step tell a story based on what the fuck you want to say and that's what makes classics classics of course hey real quick here i just want to jump in hey cody how about you shut the fuck up huh Uh, well i was gonna ask cody now you being the true dc fan amongst us all how do you feel about the transition with the whole james gunn thing and how excited are you for the flash movie because you're you're not gonna watch it until when hbo max Probably not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not overly excited about the Flash movie or probably the upcoming Aquaman um, movie. It's it's just gonna take some time with James Gunn, I think. Um, Blue Beetle will be the. Are you first telling official, me that you're uh, soft for DC now, or? 
No, what I'm saying is that Paul brought up a very good point about heroes being commercialized and taking advantage of the fact that heroes have these big names already. Yeah. And when you look at James Gunn's schedule and what he releases, a lot of these superheroes, for common folk like myself who wasn't a huge comic nerd, I don't know who these heroes are. Other, I don't other know. Than, like, other than like the Superman, the Batman, other than, you're yeah, right. The, the, like, I don't know. He's like, doing a lot of uh, lesser known points. And that, yeah, and that, point. that opens, yeah. it, it's obviously riskier because you're not going to be able to sell a movie based off the name of the superhero. Yeah. But it also opens, opens the opportunity, like you said, to create something new and to create something that has some kind of substance to it. To tell a story. To tell a story. That's, a story. that's how you That's how you get So James ideas. Gunn is opening that opportunity and it's exactly. going to take time. He's got to close out whatever DC had the fuck going on prior to him getting there yeah and he's got to work it out over the next couple movies but you get into this blue beetle you get into the stuff after that where it's 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 just these these superheroes you don't really know about it gives them the opportunity to really do something and that's what he did with guardians that's so it's exciting you know that's what's beautiful about the genre is you can take it in a direction that is somewhat close to the source material but also has your own artistic twist on it and I mm-hmm. think that's why he's going to go for those lesser known. And, and exactly. And, and when you do that, it's a less chance that it's going to be some commercialized bullshit that is catered to a certain audience. It's, it's a source material that can be you know, spread in so many different directions. But with MCU... That's Disney, man. Disney and is, that's and dis and, and we're talking about DC, but Disney takes a source material and it caters it to a certain audience. And it is super profitable. I mean, immensely profitable. But it's not necessarily the beautiful storytelling that we get from traditional superhero movies or stories. Yeah. So it, I, I've really liked James Gunn. I've seen some of his shit before he was a mainstream, mainstream you know, superhero movie producer, shouts out to Slither. director. Shouts out to Sliver. Uh, shouts out to, what is that one he does with Rain Wilson? Uh, what are they, uh, that one was called what the fuck Hero. Is that, uh, not man. Hero. What was it called? Uh, it was. Superhero or something. It's it's something that yeah, it, 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 it was right around the time as Kick Ass. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a little before, a couple years what before. The fuck was it what I mean? It was early two thousands. I think this movie came man, out. I'm faded, but I respect that dude, and I respect his artistic direction. I do not respect Disney's artistic direction when it comes to making superhero movies because it's catered to a certain audience. And it's catered to people who are gonna make them money. Super was and the I, movie. You're right. It was it was 2010. I'm sorry. It was yeah. 2010 was. It's a and and it's a fucking fantastic movie, man. And I I like that shit. I like the gritty, real shit that's catered to a general audience and not not catered to a specific audience. Catered to like, this is the movie I want to make. This is the the direction I want to go. I'm gonna make it. Truly catered to the directors. Truly it's, it's catered to the you, writers, directors, producers, the people if, who want to see the image go forward. If I'm not mistaken, exactly. if I'm not mistaken, Marvel Marvel didn't start out under Disney's 
Like, no. it wasn't owned no. under Disney. No, no. Originally this, not. But and when this you, is no. where, like, and to touch back again, when you got enough money, it don't matter. This is this is where I, I shit on Marvel. The the decline, I believe the decline started as soon as Disney took ownership. Because Disney cur- commercializes uh, and caters to people. Disney is the downfall of the MCU. Thank you, Cody. Disney is also the downfall of Star Wars. And yeah. that's a whole other episode. We're not. I'm not going to get into that right <laughs> yeah. now. Uh, Disney is also the downfall of Star Wars and why Star Wars became so fucking lazy. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get angry and get into that right now. Um, but yeah, if, as far as the Flash movie, um, like I said, I'd barely give it a 7 out of 10 just because of the humor behind it. I really appreciated the comedy behind it. It was very, like, at least that paid homage to what the Flash is as a character, like what his original, like, IP was like so like that was good um as a superhero fan it was kind of fun but do I recommend paying money to see it in theaters no I do not do not give your I I watched it in theaters because I got a free screening at my work I will not give my money to Warner Brothers until James Gunn does his stuff do what Cody is doing and wait till it comes out on max that's my recommendation for all those who are DC fans Specifically, or even if you're just a superhero fan, wait till it comes out on Max or anything social or anything streaming, and watch it that way. And then uh, we'll see how it goes once uh, once James Gunn gets in that full chair. And I'm honestly not even thing. intrigued into Blue, until Blue Beetle. Like I, I don't Blue even, Beetle is the I first official start away. of the new DC. I want to see that shit where what is it called Swamp Man. Oh baby, I'm that's just, a little bit down the road, but yeah, that's coming. Wee. Yeah, I'm just feeding to see that swamp water, baby. Uh, oh, I want to see that. You know, oh, I love that swamp water. Come on, all green hey, with uh, algae uh, growing woo. out of it. Oh my <laughs> lanta! You ex- I wanna, oh, you're getting me sweating over I know, here. I know. Well, you're, you're getting sweating. me sweating. You're worked up. I want to transition for you because give you a chance to take the mic here. Let's talk about your UFC talk. Let's, let's get into oh it. Oh my god. Bit. Is there time? We got a little bit of time. A little quick. Push. Yeah, you got push. it. Look. A, a quick recap and then let's talk about the big thing. Marvin Vittori has one of the best chins I've ever seen in UFC. He lost the fight though. He lost yeah, but that's <laughs> why he has one of the best chins I've ever sen- seen in UFC. Jared Cannonier came down from heavyweight He's got knockouts at heavyweight, like heavyweight. Cannoneer's got a fucking cannon arm. This motherfucker. Cannoneer for real, though. Mm. The motherfucker lived in Alaska. Get out of my face with that shit. A black man that lived in Alaska. What? (laughs) 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 Shit, what? What? No, but uh, Marvin Vittori, phenomenal chin. Jared Cannoneer, last week. He landed the most significant strikes in UFC middleweight history. Can you name the best middleweight, any of you? No. Oh. Best middleweight? The best middleweight of all time. You can name it. He's on the tip of your tongue. He's a Brazilian motherfucker. Oh, oh. Anderson um, Silva. Anderson Silva. This dude, Jared Kennanier, landed more significant strikes on Marvin Vittori's chin than Anderson Silva ever did. Jesus. Tell me fucking Marvin Vittori doesn't have the best chin in UFC history. You're saying ever, like in history, like ever, like ever than him ever in one fight or ever? In in the middleweight division, 185 pounds, Jared Cannonier landed the most significant strikes in that division's history. 
on one man's chin and and in, in on fight. one in, man's in, chin in, is in, what I'm hearing. I love statistics. The most the most significant strikes in a fight. He broke that record on this man's chin, and the man didn't. Uh, he won the decision, right? Yeah. So the man took that many punches to his chin, significant strikes to his chin, and did not get knocked out. And that's Jer- what he's saying. Jared Cannonier got. Tons of knockouts. And Jerry Cannonier is not a weak man is also the oh other point. Jerry Cannonier is a strong, hard-hitting motherfucker. He's a very giant man. So, so basically, what I want to say about that fight night, Jared Cannonier showed something we never seen out of him, which is tremendous volume. Marvin Vittori seen something we've seen out of him. I mean, he's shown something we've seen out of him time and time again. He's got a phenomenal chin. The motherfucker can't get knocked out, which is crazy. Next week, we got Alexander Volkanovsky. We got Yair Rodriguez in the main event. Hey, I, I love I love Volk. I haven't seen a matchup that scary since Fred had to go face the toilet after eating the whole thing of Reese's Pieces. And with the Coors Light? With the Coors Light? And, and, and a couple Taco and, Bell burritos. Oh, shit. Fred was out. Fred and that toilet went at it for hours. That, that's the last time I seen a battle. Literally hours. This, this, this intense. Yair and Volk, man. I don't even know. Let me just say, if Yair is going to win, he's going to kick. Yair is the most versatile kicker in the UFC history. And you got to think about people like Edson Barbosa. When we talk about that conversation, Edson yeah. Barbosa, Terry Edom, spinning back wheel kick, one shot, knockout, dead. I mean, Edson Barbosa will knee a motherfucker in the face, and he's been doing it for years. Years. Yair Rodriguez, he might be on that level when it comes to leg strikes. You know, striking with his legs, yeah. knees, kicks. Max Holloway dropped Volk with a head kick. Max Holloway is not known for fucking uh, head kicks. I was going to say, he's not a kicker like that. Yeah, I was saying, ah, oh, man, it's so... T- Volk is number one pound for powder in the uh, number one pound for pound fighter in the UFC. I wouldn't put money on him. I would not put money on this fight. Oh, Ooh. this is where me and you differ, because I, I want to talk not, about Beto Jarrah after I this. I would not put money... Let's get it. Let's get it. We're running out of time here, so let's get it. Not put money on this fight, man. All right. Big parlay here. We're going big parlay. I think guaranteed money. And I'm going to give you a counter parlay to protect yourself. So I'm, I'm going to make it quick here. Easy money. Alexander Volkanovsky, Alex Moreno, Robert Whitaker. You mean Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno, sorry. So Volk, Brandon Moreno, Robert Whitaker, Bo Nickel, and Nico Price. Robert, Whit- Robert Whitaker and Brandon Moreno all might be locks. All I think all of those are locks. Now my yeah. counter, my counter to that is the only one I'm worried about is uh, the Moreno Pantoja fight. So I'm going to counter that with a parlay Pantoja Volkanovski, mm. and that's going to protect you because I think that's the only one on the card. That's the only one of that parlay that's not a lock. You heard it. Can you I heard tell it, you? Folks? Can I tell you, folks, one lock, one lock on this card. Robert Whitaker will beat Drakus Duplessis. <laughs> Into a fucking pulp. Please, okay. please. After this, if I'm wrong, let it pour on me. No, hey, if, if let it pour on me. If Paul's wrong about this, on the next episode, the entire time we record, he will suck an egg. I will suck an egg. 
He will and, I, and, and also, I will eat crow. Literally. A, a literal kill a, crow. Kill a crow. I'll suck its toes. And that's how it goes, baby. 350 in the oven for 20 minutes. No, 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 no. I'll eat that (laughs) motherfucker raw. Oh, God. Robert Whitaker is... Raw? I don't know. I give up. I am so confident that Robert Whitaker is going to dog walk Dracus Duplessis. All around the Robert Whitaker's gonna tear uncle. his ACL oh on the walk down to the Robert <laughs> Whitaker is gonna fuck. Oh my god. Hey, hey, watch the motherfucking fights, man. Watch <laughs> hey, the motherfucking you, fights, hey, man. That's, hey, that's you, ain't, the you ain't gotta pay for it, but pirate it allegedly or that, whatever. That's the message you know? allegedly for this week. <laughs> Watch the motherfucking fights. Watch the motherfucking fights on and, July eighth. And the That's other message, the other message for this week also, um, don't go down that fucking deep in the motherfucking ocean. If you go to the beach, stay where your toes can touch the sand, people. Um, That's pretty much the best advice Amen. that I can give out to you. Um, as we finish our drinks over here, I hope you're finishing your drinks while you're listening. I hope you're finishing your smoke, whatever you got going on. Man, it's been another great motherfucking episode. We've had a lot of fun talking to y'all. Uh, any other final comments before we get up out this bitch? Thanks for having me on, boys. Anytime. Anytime, Morgan. Absolutely. My last comment is just like, I mean, if you got a bet, I bet Robert Whitaker is the fucking favorite. <laughs> but he gon' dog walk that motherfucker. He gon' dog walk him. Hey, Paul's pick of the week. Robert Whitaker, no matter what the price. Paul's Love the alliteration. Of, Paul's pick of the week. Robert motherfucking Whitaker. Alright, y'all. It's in two weeks, actually, July 8th. Stay yeah, tuned. We'll, we'll, we'll recap that part. It's a big one. But there you go. Yeah. yeah, we'll go back over that. But uh, hey, cheers to y'all. And uh, make sure the suds that you get in your body is from the beer and not from deep pressure water. Bye. Cheers.